Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of The Now Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Andrew, you can go there, you can have 136 draft beers, and if you're in Charlottesville and you're a fan of the University of Virginia, you probably need them all because they gagged yesterday. Oh, did they ever. It was amazing. (laughs) You can go there. You can watch LSU baseball. You can watch spring games coming up. They have an awesome menu. Astros baseball will be starting next week. Uh, The Pelican House, they're awesome. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Um, Kevin. or Actually, I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, Mickey Loomis, he is a goddamn magician. Because yeah. during the offseason, we said, well, maybe he could sign players. You know, he could carve out space. They have $10 million of space. But then they got down to where they had no space. And the thing we said going into the offseason and even while the, while the free agency was going on, what's the one thing we said they wouldn't be able to do? They wouldn't be able to sign players to one-year deals for, like, above the minimum. And they signed Nick Farley today for a one-year, $3 million deal. It could possibly be worth $5.5 million. Andrew, explain to me how they are doing these deals and putting them into the league office, and everything I read says they have no cap space. How, how are they doing this? Well, first of all, it's Fairly, not Fair, Farley. Fairly. Um, I like saying Farley because he's yeah, fat. He is fat. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was against them signing Fairly specifically because I was – uh, assuming that if they did sign him, it was probably going to be for a decent deal or a, le- a long-term deal. And so I'm, I'm relieved that it's a one-year deal because it keeps him motivated. But the answer to your question is I have no clue. I, I, <laughs> I have no earthly idea. Andrew, Andrew, you're the cap and roster guy. I, I mean, no, I mean, there has to be a corresponding move. They had to have done something. Now, I don't think I was talking to Nick Underhill about this today and I don't think it's Breeze because if it had been Breeze, and, and this is Underhill's point, which I agree with, we would have heard something from Ed Werder yeah. or you know Tom Condon represents half of the national media, so he would have leaked it to someone. So uh, I don't know if it's the Max Hunger deal. I don't know if it's Morstead. I don't know if it's Streif. I don't know if it's Jarris Bird, but uh, they had to do something. 
and I think we're going to find out tomorrow morning. But um, it, the secrecy of it, and I mean, it just blows my mind. I mean, you got to give them credit. You know, the Saints. I mean, it, they have really squeezed out every ounce of juice they've been able to out of the salary cap. And yeah. I, I just I just looked an hour ago on the NFLPA website where they keep track of all that stuff and i would assume that's about as official as it's going to get um as far as numbers and um they update it every day so i don't know whether it's going to change tomorrow and you're not you're not allowed to be over the cap like at the end of the business day you have to right. be under well and um or and like right at know. it right they could be right. like right yeah i don't know if it's going to change tomorrow but right now as of like an hour ago the Saints were literally like two hundred and thirty thousand dollars under the salary cap. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really get much closer than that. Kevin, Kevin, you're our resident uh, wrestling and St. Louis expert. So uh, <laughs> n- this new Nick Fairley, he's uh, from St. Louis, and I put a poll question for Twitter, and I said, "Will the Saints' new defensive tackle be fat and awesome, fat and lazy, fat and penalized?" So which is it going to be? Uh, I will go the I'm, – I'm taking option D, uh, <laughs> fat and fat and okay, which yeah, I suppose – Yeah, I was going to say which, Kevin which, Williams doesn't fit any of those three. Which I suppose fat and awesome might qualify anyway, even if he is just average because – the Saints defense is terrible. He's the second and, he's the second best defensive lineman on the team. I was arguing with people about that today. Is that You people were arguing People were arguing. People were telling me that it was uh Jenkins. The better than Fairley? Yeah. Or Bobby Richardson? No. Cuz he's younger cuz he's younger cuz he's younger cuz he's younger and cheaper. <laughs> These are the these are the same people that are going to want to believe that the Saints are going to are, are somehow magically going to be eleven and five. Yeah, because these are just the same they, people that right. said that Rob Ryan would scheme at a Bali into as many sacks as Junior Gillette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those people. Um, but seriously, is Dave is Mickey Loomis? What are the odds that he's paying uh, uh, fairly in Po Boys and Beignets? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, we just discussed it. I, I don't know how he's doing it, but, uh, he's paying him in visions coupons. That's what <laughs> it is. Would you, I, I, would you, would you take vision coupons as payment in lieu of? No, no. Visions? I don't think so. Do they have, a, <laughs> do they have a visions down here? What? Dave. Yes. It's on the West Bank. Oh, okay. The, don't you mean the best bank? The, the best. West bank. The vis- I, I think. That's that. Wouldn't that almost be like getting paid in uh, in in Downs Lounge dollars? <laughs> Downs Lounge is <laughs> Downs Lounge is a step down from Visions, though. Well, there Downs you go. Downs Lounge, I have never even heard of. Oh, oh my god! Oh, well, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you weren't. You didn't grow up. In yeah, Downs. he didn't grow up like, here. Like there, those were some hilarious late night commercials. <laughs> a strip club ran commercials in New Orleans, wow. folks. I remember when you go to Visions, you'd be like, "Oh, we got the we got the C team tonight. Time to go somewhere else." <laughs> the C team, you know, we're C team where her kids in the corner, and you know, <laughs> you know, she may. And, 
You can see her C-section scar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best. It's good times, man. When you're in your 20s, man. If you're in your 20s and you grew up in New Orleans and you didn't make the Trek division, I mean, you weren't living. That's all I'm saying. You also weren't dying, which is, <laughs> you know, I always recommend. Um, so... But you came close, most likely. <laughs> So well, and, well, we've gotten way off topic. We have. So, so <laughs> really, our podcast? We got. We talked about. We talked about the new defensive tackle. What do you want? Like that's no, all no, I'm... no. And 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 wait. Now, seriously, I would say out of all the signings so far this off season by the Saints, honestly, I think this one probably excites me the most. And I mean, Fairley is not. He, he's not like an every down. From everything I've I've read, he's not an every down guy. He's not going to be playing. You know. 70% of the he, snaps. He's just going to be rotated inwards. So it's not like, you know, I, I, there are people on Canal Street Chronicles commenters saying, oh, well, why would they do this when they could just draft a defensive tackle in the draft? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Look, this signing fairly. do that. Yeah, <laughs> signing, signing fairly. He's just one guy. They're going to. You know why they sign fairly? The, so they don't have to play an undrafted free agent. So Caleb yeah. Ewells doesn't make the roster. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, yeah, obviously that's one right. Exactly. Is 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 they they can still draft a defensive tackle. They still need more help. Fairly is just one guy, and he's a rotational guy. And uh, I mean, aren't they supposed to be transitioning back to a four three? So they're gonna they're gonna need two defensive tackles. Yeah. Uh, well, they need about four one. because you can't play fat guys right, all the time. Right. Right. So and you Kev- want some depth. So this doesn't change their draft plan one bit, is what I'm saying. Kevin, I feel like. Uh, Fairly is a kindred spirit to you and me because he's a chronic underachiever. Yeah. Uh, um, I feel like I mean I'm. It's a good move, but <clears throat> I feel like he is the deluxe version of Akeem Hicks. Which you look at him and you're like, dude, he could be so good, and his breakout year is always right around the corner, and it always will be. Like he's one of those guys that. This is everybody says this is the year he's going to be all pro. This is the year he's going to be great, and he's never that guy. Like if he couldn't be good in St. Louis on that defensive line, like what makes you think he's going to be anything but like slightly above repla- replacement level? I got nothing, Ralph. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much laid it all out there, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, is it is it fair negative, to assume negative this is an upgrade over Kevin Williams? Is it yes. fairly to say that? Yes. Yeah, I yes, think, I think fairly so. to say that. Do we want Kevin Williams back, though? Like, I would want yeah. him back. Sure. Yeah. Um, is, like, is, is there anything left in free agency? I see, like, even if you're, like, the Saints are, like, dollar shopping. Like, Kevin, at, there's a point at the dollar store where there's, like, even though it's all a dollar, like, once you go in and you spend, like, 18 bucks. Like, there's some things at the dollar store, like, they aren't worth buying, even though they're a dollar. Yeah, you reached the point of no return. <laughs> so is there anything left in free agency? I was looking at lists today. I didn't see much, man. Is there... well, 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 I mean, what did you say? I mean, did you... I saw, Schw- like... I saw Schwartz, and that's good for Spaceballs jokes, but that dude's, like, <laughs> broken down. I saw... Vasquez. I saw Vasquez. I saw... Uh, Jones, the defensive end for Detroit. I saw Mincy, the, the defensive lineman for Dallas. I mean, uh, that's about it. Hatcher, mm. the Saints were looking yeah, at Hatcher. Hatcher, but he's a he, I've, he, he's a D, uh, he's a he's a D tackle, right? Like, yes. He, but could he play? He could play end in a pinch, though, right? Like if he on running downs. Yeah, I mean, like to me, that's 
like I like his versatility in case you get like crushed by injuries. Um, but I guess the the next thing is Dave. I feel like with all these free agent moves that the Saints have made, people feel people feel like they 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 have filled all these needs. I don't feel feel like they've filled needs as much as they have options. Like I still feel like they have they have a smoking crater of a hole at guard and like uh, I feel like. My fear is, Dave, that they're not going to do anything in training camp or not going to do anything in the draft or free agency, and I'm going to be fighting with media members and Brian, who does a fantastic podcast for Andrew's site. I'm going to be fighting with them because they're going to be telling me that it's going to be okay at guard when they don't do anything. So, Well, so who do we have? Who do we have at guard? We right have Lolito, and we have Cal- – Wait, well, I mean – I mean, technically, have they signed Lolita? No, they haven't. So they have Calamande, and that's what else. I mean, I, 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 I Andres Pete, baby. Oh, Jesus! Man. I mean, I mean, honestly, con- considering the way the roster looks now, I mean, you have to seriously figure that they're they're seriously considering Andres Pete um, playing guard. Um, I mean, because you're right, Ralph. Uh, there's. I, I, I mean, unless they're going to draft a guard in the first round, uh, I don't really think they're going to find anybody who's going to be able to just jump in and start here, right away. Here, Here's an interesting question. And then, Kevin, we know you are the president of the Trade Down Club, of course, right? But, right. I, ha- but I have a scenario that I, that, that I don't think is plausible, but it might be because the Jets are really fighting with Mohamed Wilkerson. So I'm going to make you a tra- – here's a trade down scenario for the Saints. They trade down with the Jets from 12 to 20, and the Saints get Mohamed Wilkerson, pay him a crap ton of money, and that's... Which they don't have. Which they... But, but it doesn't, yeah, doesn't, right. doesn't, doesn't right. matter. I mean... I, I don't see how they're going to make any more moves in free agency when they're... When they're $230,000. But I mean, they could do they could do Breeze before the draft, and then they'd have plenty to get Wilkerson. But, but Kevin, would that be a suitable trade-down scenario for you? No. No? No. Uh, I no, mean... He wants picks on picks on picks. <laughs> pretty much. And, and, and here's the thing. Is Mohamed Wilkerson a home-run player? And I hate using a baseball analogy for this, but is it... <laughs> is, is he... Is he the kind of guy that is just going to just command respect from from opposing teams? Is he the kind of guy that that can galvanize a defense through you know through I don't know leadership, example, sheer force of will, charisma, any of that shit? Like on the no, field. No. So then, why would you pay this guy a shit ton of money just to move back? And even if you got an extra pick, like from the jet, it's it, it wouldn't be worth it. No, I think it would be. I think it would be. I mean, Chandler Jones. Even if even if they redid the deal, even if they redid Breeze's deal, and had enough cap space to where they feasibly could make that move, I would still uh, be hesitant. Andrew, would you do that deal? Well, I would just be worried from a scheme fit. You know, the Jets run a three-four, and he's he's more of kind of your run stuffing defensive end who happens to be a decent pass rusher too um so i don't know where he would fit i mean i guess he would be a defensive tackle on passing downs in a four three um but um so that that would be my, my main issue is scheme fit but i mean i'm all about talent 
I, I just think this defense is so devoid of talent. And, you know, I think a year ago it was more coaching and I think it was more uh, um, players breaking down and, and, you know, just general idiocy and <laughs> not trying hard. But this year for me, it really was a talent deficiency. So they, they just need to get better. Dave, do you like my trade down scenario or no? Uh, yo, I'm always all about the trade down. All about the but trade down. But not with not for Wilkerson and paying him because you're gonna have to pay him. You're gonna have I to. I just pay. I just don't see it. I mean, this is this is assuming they re, they rework a deal with Breeze. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just I, I don't it, trading the tr- signing one player like that to a huge deal. Um, is sort of the exact opposite <laughs> gives gives you the exact opposite effect of of trading down. Um, those two don't go hand in hand. I, I just feel like if you're of the philosophy like I am of trading down, I'm I'm kind of against. I I, I think maybe the whole Jarris Bird signing has, like really scar- has like really scarred me. <laughs> and so you need to go. I, and you need- I honestly, I, I'm I just I don't want to see I don't want to see the team dump a ton of money into one player and just hope for the home run. I want them, you know, like the Patriots, I want them to get a lot of guys who are maybe hungrier. And, um, which is which kind of their their philosophy this offseason, this free agency they, period. Uh, and it, it, look, it was last year too. So they, I, I feel like there's definitely been a, a change in philosophy, and I definitely feel like this is now the second year of sort of a retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, did you see how little they paid Robertson? And I mean, I get it. The NFL doesn't care about linebackers anymore, but the the contracts for Lauren Ines and Robertson were tiny. I mean, yeah, you know, and and the thing is, even the Josh Hill deal, like, it's okay. Like, if he ends up being just a mediocre starter, that's a good deal. But Kevin, here's the thing that well, we, how do you figure he's going to start? He's their number three tight end. But I mean, he could develop into that, is what I'm saying. Like if you get like say say I don't think they paid Kobe Fleener five years eight million per year to well, no, but, get, but, go but, behind but, Josh Hill. But let's say <laughs> but let's say let's say let's say you have we hope this wouldn't happen. But let's say Kobe Fleener gets injured or gets nicked, and Josh Hill suddenly is the starter, and he catches fifty five balls this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that deal suddenly looks good because he, if you would assign him to the one-year deal, he'd have been a free agent after this year. Now you have him. Now you have him as a star, as a mediocre replacement-level starter, locked in for two more years. That's what. I'm yeah. Saying. No, I'm not complaining about Josh Hill's deal. Um, you know, I think if the Saints had known they were going to pay him that much, and they knew that they were going to land Fleener, I wonder if they would have given who man uh, the contract that they ended up giving him. Kevin, we we haven't touched on it. Uh, but they did extend Sean Payton uh, for five till through 2020. So my question is, now that Sean Payton is extended and they're paying him, I think it's I think it's nine and a half million dollars now or eight and a half. Um, does that? I mean, that's good, good chunk of change. Yeah, good chunk of change. Yeah. So he and you know Benson ain't ain't buying out that anytime soon if they go in no. the, if they go in the crapper. So my question is, Kevin, I feel. I feel as good as I've ever felt about them trading down and being patient and playing for the playing for the next two years. 
because I, because I, of because of the contract basically for Sean Payton. Do you feel not saying that they're you think they're going to trade down, but if they're ever going to do it, it would be this year. Like I feel there's I, a. I hadn't considered that uh, possibility, but that's that's a I guess a more positive way of looking at it. So I I, I will certainly. I will ad- I will adopt that for myself and yeah. uh, definitely use that. I guess I look at the new contract like okay, Peyton has now been with the team. Like if he if he makes it to the end of the contract, he will have been with the team, what fifteen years? If he makes it to the end of the year, well yeah. fourteen, yeah. fourteen minus the the uh, the whatever the hell we, we're going to call it. The, it would the, be the, nice the to have that kind of job security. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would take that money and I would invest it in Doris mutual funds. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking of that for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, like nah, I'm now. Thinking, the job. It's not that hard. Uh-huh. Nah, e, nah, 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 like he's it, the Saints have got to get into the playoffs at least probably three times, at least three times. I mean, if the Saints meander about and they make the post, if the Saints meander about and they make the postseason once, I would advocate that Sean Payton not be retained. Well, at the end of this, I mean, here that's the question, Andrew. Uh, and Dave, you can answer as well. In 2020, is Sean Payton and Drew Brees both going to be on the team? Do you think? If in, you had, if you had to put money on it. In 2020? Yeah, because that's when that's when no, Payton's con- that's no, when Payton goes. I don't see Brees playing that long. Payton might still be here, but but Brees, I don't think so. Andrew, you think they'll both be here in 2020? If you had, if I, if I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see Brees. I, I think Brees has. To maybe three years left. Yeah. I mean, I don't see. I don't see. God damn, that's gonna be sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the the thing is, though. I mean, if I if, mean, until this deal gets done, this might be his last year in New Orleans. I mean, if he if he doesn't <laughs> oh, do the deal, stop. if they don't do the deal, he he he, they have to franchise him after this year, and he'd be like what, like forty three million dollar hit. Yeah, they can't do it. They can't. Yeah. That would I, be too too bad. I mean, that they keep they move. keep saying that it's it's getting closer. I mean, do we do we feel like Kevin? If I said Breeze deal done before the draft, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Ooh, Andrew. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say no. I, I just don't have a lot of faith. I, I feel like this. I feel like this is gonna drag out all the way to next year. Yep. <laughs> nay. We'll be talking about this next season, next off season. Yeah, Fans, how, is it, how is it that I'm the only one that's positive on this? I know mm-hmm. he's gonna get. It, we'll be talking about it August 2017. It's Lum, Loomis and Brees just don't jive when it comes to negotiating contracts. Well, well no. Condon. Loomis and Condon, right? I mean, I just think it comes down to the Saints probably are like, look, Drew, we want to pay you the going rate of twenty whatever million. And we'll pay you a good a good chunk of bonus money, but we want to be able to get out of this thing for like after 2017 or after 2018. And Condon's like, nope, 
we want 50 million guaranteed and you got to spread it out and that's not how it works and i think that's that's the hold up so uh i mean i'm not even remotely kidding if i'm drew Brees, i do a hometown discount deal right now and i'm like look i'm hooking you guys up you better get me something that's better than lolito and calamete guard (laughs) but it's too late it's too late like yeah, that's like that's like going that's like going to uh, that's like going to the Walmart after they had like the the riots, man. The 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 yeah. the, 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 the shelves the are thing, empty. The only thing I can think of is I wonder if their current cap situation has helped them negotiate these deals with Fairley, Laurinaitis, uh, Robertson. Uh, you know, when you tell a player, "Look, this is the cap space that we have." We can't, we can't afford to pay you anything more. I'm broke. Um, yeah. You know, I, okay. I think I, – I wonder if that's part of it and that was a strategy. Conspiracy um, theory. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. I like conspiracy theory. Here we go. All right. This is the – this is the – Mickey Loomis is playing 17-board uh, three-dimensional chess theory. There's a lot of moving Loomis, parts to this. Yeah, exactly. Loomis and Drew, but it, it but it's it's expl- it, the explanation is simple. Loomis and Breeze have an understanding that Breeze will conti- that Breeze will wait on getting his deal done, so Loomis can get all these other deals done under the auspices of we're broke. We're, bro- we're up against. We're, it. We all broke. We got no money. Do you he want to then gets these deals done. He then gets these deals done. He then goes to Breeze and Condon and says, okay. And then Breeze looks at Condon and says, all right, now we get a deal done. And Condon's like, well, okay. <laughs> but Breeze knew what was going on. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm grasping at straws here. Trying maybe. To be I don't, I'm, I'm riffing here, man. May, I don't know. I like. <laughs> I mean, it, put it this it's way. It's a new jazz fusion. Put thing. it this way: it's easy, it, it is easier to squeeze players like, like Fairley or Robertson or like or Larinitis when you are like, look, dude, we have no money. Whereas if the agent could be like, look, Mickey, you just redid Breeze's deal. You got you got you got twelve million dollars of space. Throw us an extra. Throw us an extra million dollar bonus. You know. So I mean, I, it's like twenty five twenty percent plausible. Um. The one thing I wanted to say to everybody is, uh, you know, we ask for donations on the podcast to keep the lights on and stuff. But in, in lieu of donating to us, Google Hokey Gajon's GoFundMe because he's an awesome guy. And, and if you don't know, he's fighting cancer. Go to his MyFundMe page and GoFundMe. Is it Go? Is it GoFundMe? GoFundMe. Go find it. And instead of donating a dollar to us or whatever, donate. Ten dollars, twenty dollars to Hokey Gajon. It's a it's a pizza or a Starbucks or whatever. Go there, find it. You can Google Hokey Gajon. It'll come right up. And donate to Hokey Gajon because I mean that that guy. Granted, I only worked at WWL for a little bit, but he was of all the people there one of the nicest when I interacted with him. So go there and, and donate money to him. Uh, Gajon is spelled G A J A N. Yeah. So Google it and go there and just and just donate instead of the we'll, we'll get donations next week but donate to him G A J A N yes Hope yeah you. and whatever you do don't go searching GoFundMe for because the search options on GoFundMe are for shit oh okay it's terrible like like if you like find a news story 
find a local news story about Hokie Gajon, and they will hopefully have a link to the actual yeah. site itself. So, so do that for us, for America. So, uh, all right, we got podcast questions. So let's let's get them out. Uh, Kevin, this is from yeah. Ma- this is from Matthew Miller. Is it f- ever fashionable for a grown man to wear jean shorts? <laughs> I think unless you're John Cena, I'm going to say the answer is no. Do you live in Florida, Matthew? Because if you don't live in Florida, it's not Northern Florida. Northern yeah. Florida. If you don't live Jor- in Florida. Jorts are unacceptable under any circumstance. Again, again, unless you're John Cena, and even then, we, we will still make fun of you. All right. Unless it's part of a de- denim tuxedo where you're wearing a denim shirt and then a <laughs> denim jacket. <laughs> this is from Glenn. Fr- and jeans. This is from Glenn. Fitt. No, you're wearing jorts. This is, from, <laughs> this is from this is from Glenn Fitz, Dave. If you gave Mickey Loomis a five dollar budget, does he get two Wendy's four dollar meals? Can Mickey Loomis end hunger? <laughs> um, that's funny. There's no answer to that, though. Obviously, we already talked about Mickey Loomis and his uh, his cap. Wizardry. Yeah, this is funny. This is from Falcons M5 Matt. He says, "Why are we here?" Also, how do the Saints keep signing people with no cap space? I don't know, Matt. <laughs> Take it up with your general manager. They have cap space. They have two hundred thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> they, they could they could go buy like a fancy car with what's you, left over. You could buy like the bottom of the line rolls for that. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave. This is from the Eagle. If it's Rankins Lee. Hargraves at 12, who is your pick? Or is it some guard from Trump University? (laughs) Uh, Rankins, Lee, who? who, who? Darren Lee from Ohio Uh, State, the linebacker. Oh. No, Jared Lee is is from uh, Alabama, huh? Jared Lee is from LSU. (laughs) No, anyway. Who you got at 12, Dave? Who you got at 12? Uh... I would take uh, Hargraves, actually. I don't think Hargraves falls to 12. I don't see that happening at all. Um, I think he's the best value there. I take the guard from Trump University. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump University? Donald Trump University. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin, this is from Sir Cap. Mickey Nomics 101 law states space and time are bendable objects equals money appear in time for space to be made. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. yes. Incoherent. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pass that oh. shit over here, uh, dude. Nailed okay. it. Yeah. This is this, – yeah. Dylan, this is I from dem- – I demand somebody make a Photoshopped illustration of this with all the math on it and some uh, hilarious equation. I want that now. <laughs> and a picture of Mickey Loomis naked. I want a picture of Mickey Loomis – the the, uh, the uh, the, uh, the Ron Paul gif where he's waving his arms and it's like psychedelic background and it's like, it's happening! They need to make it with Mickey Loomis and every time he signs somebody, the rest of the free agents period, the Saints can just put that up. I mean, that's there the, you go. They, they, that, they, they, I, I tell you what, somebody send that to the, Saint, to the Saints Twitter guy. The, the Saints Twitter is really good. They're, it's really good, but they should like roll with this. We, do, we sign people with no cap space. Like, that, they should take that gag up. You know, I'm just saying. So and you get a contract, and you get a contract. 
<laughs> so, Kevin, awesome this, 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 gets a this is from this is from Dylan. Kevin Bird is going through his first healthy off season since 2013. Does that make him the player with the most upside on D? <laughs> Technically, yes. Eight interceptions minimum. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Andrew! If running back, wide receiver, and tight end stay the same through Week One. Who on the Saints O will have a bigger year? I guess he meant through week sixteen. Um, so who who's gonna have the most production? If they I mean, if everybody gotta, stays. Gotta have... be Ingram. Gotta be Ingram. Yeah. Ingram gets Oh no, Cooks, Cooks, Cooks. Ooh, cooks. that's a good yeah. I mean let's see. Uh Dave, have the Saints done enough on D and free agency to make you feel okay? If they go all offense in the 2016 draft, <laughs> I would I would have never felt all okay uh, ever. They they could have signed some of the best players available, and I still wouldn't have been uh, satisfied. That this, is a terrible terrible idea. This is a good question. This is from Dylan. If all, if all six draft picks are guards, I could get on board. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, this is an interesting question uh, because I think it I think it encapsulates what the national media is kind of feeling about the Saints. Walter Football gave the Saints an F for their offseason so far. Wow. Do you agree? Not not even remotely, no. I think you look at the 32nd-ranked defense in the league, I think moving Anthony to a strong side linebacker, uh, allowing him to kind of roam a little bit more and, and making Laurinaitis the captain of your defense – a durable, smart player with a high IQ is a good move. I really like kind of the bargain bins. I think Robertson's a guy that could end up starting. Uh, you know, Nate Stupar is going to be good on special teams. Um, you know, you've got Fairley, who I think with the one-year deal, I'm really happy about that because I think he'll be motivated. Uh, I was worried that it would be a you know more of a commitment, so I'm happy about that. Uh, the only deal that I really had an issue with was Fleener. Um, I, I just think they overpaid. And it's not even that I dislike the fact that they got him. I just don't really like his contract. So that, that's the only move I question. But, Man, it's like what, um, are the, what do people want the Saints to do? Like what, what's, the, what's the alternative to what yeah, they they've done? They didn't. I mean if you look at everyone else, I mean everyone else overpaid even worse. So. Yeah, I mean not just the Fleener deal, but like what was the alternative that the Saints did? I mean I guess they could have not. I think if, if, if I could keep Humanawanui and Hill and basically have a hole at starting tight end, and trade Fleener's deal for uh, upper echelon guard, I would do it. So I think if there's one regret I have, it's that you know you could always draft a tight end and just hope that Drew Brees turns whoever ends up being the starting tight end into a productive player. Um, I would rather that in a more trustworthy option in guard. This is from Don Tanaka. What is more horrifying to look at, Josh Hill's new contract or Ralph's liver? Dude. Have you seen my liver? Not even close. It's not even close. Not, not even not even close. Uh, Kevin, who is more likely to make the Pro Bowl this year? Nick Fairley, Jarris Bird, or Andres Pete? Ooh, good question. Hmm. I tell you what, I'll say Andres Pete because I have a sneaking suspicion that whoever the Team in the I think whoever the team from the NFC in the Super Bowl is going to end up probably having like two guys on the offensive line uh, 
that are going to make the Pro Bowl, and they'll, of course, decline. And then I can see somebody else declining, and then I can see them being like, uh, yeah, Andrew Speed, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, will Drew give Fairly the Advocare pitch? Some supplements could help keep his weight down. Drew's already had a case shipped to his uh, new address in Canada. Compliments. To Fairley's new house. I and, uh, the house. Com- oh yeah, yeah. The, the first the first one's free. They, that's how they draw you into the pyramid scheme. The first one's free. <laughs> they give you a little taste. Yeah. It's like uh, a drug dealer. Andrew, would y'all still draft Treadwell in the first round after he ran a four six three forty at his pro day? I mean, I'm gonna draft I, him anyway. I, I, well, I think you look at Jarvis Landry and uh, 40 times, you know, I, I, there is some value in it. Um, but I think too often now, um, you know, the draft experts on Twitter cling to these cone times and, you know, 40 times. And at the end of the day, the, the tape speaks for itself. And I knew Jarvis Landry would be a great football player because I watched him every Saturday and I knew he had fantastic hands and good routes and he was just a tough football player. And, you know the the forty time hasn't really factored into his how he's produced as a player, and I I think the same of Treadwell. Um, the only thing for me is it's really for me going to depend on who is available at twelve, and what's the best value. Um, you know I, I think it's hard to lock in on a player at twelve because you don't know what's going to be available, and if he's the best guy on the board and the Saints feel like they can use him in that offense and they have a vision for him and a plan, then absolutely I think they should take him. Andrew, um, so just to be clear, you like Jarvis Landry's hands. I do. They're magnificent. Okay. Very much so. They're magnificent okay. hands. They're not tiny. They're, they're not tiny hands like Trump's. They're sizable. They're hands. <laughs> uh, Kevin, your thoughts on Batman. I like Allie Landry's hands too. Yeah. Kevin, your thoughts on Batman versus Superman? Uh, I, I have like not seen Landry's hands. I have, I have not seen it. Save yourself $8, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm debating oh, whether bad, or not to huh? see it. I'm the, debating whether or not to see it. Like, I want to know how bad it could be. It's no plot. The plot is incoherent. I like Ben Affleck's pretty good as Batman, though. Can Can I ask? Uh, can I Can I spoiler? Or is that not allowed? You can spoil. I don't care. Um. All right. Spoiler alert. So fast forward <laughs> the next spoiler 15 alert. seconds. Yeah. Um. I heard that Superman dies. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Sorta. So Batman wins? Mm, no. It's, nah, it's, it's not in the end. Kind of, not really. Um, God, that sounds stupid. It, it, it was, and, and, and the... And the, the, the like, the, just listening to you explain fa- it, I already hate this movie. Facebook, Facebook guy as Lex Luthor was, like, the worst idea uh, since I... Facebook guy? Face, social network guy, whatever. Oh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, like, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I like. He's okay, but him as 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 the just this like that is just a bad. Like somebody somebody needs to be fired and slapped in the face for that. Um, but anyway, well, slapped in the face first and then fired. Yeah. <laughs> um. So well, no, actually, no, no, fired then slapped in the face. It don't work. <laughs> fired out of a cannon. And it's not an HR problem. <laughs> so that about wraps it up. Um, you can go to 
uh, Saints Nation. Andrew has his thoughts on the Saints' latest signings and podcasts. And uh, you had also you, Andrew had a really cool article about the twelfth pick in the draft, just in general, if it's any good, what players get picked there. I thought that was a really interesting article. So go there and read it. Canal Street Chronicles has a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and people, you know, hating on the podcast, which is always fun. Uh, and Kevin is Kevin. You're just on the Twitters now, right? You're 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 not. Yeah, just on Twitter. You're not looking to uh, bang. Oh, let's get the update. Last yeah. year, last week, did so. Now it's time to uh, to uh, give everybody what they want to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I am seeing somebody. <clears throat> so what's his it's... what's his name? What's his name? <laughs> Uh, I am hesitant to actually give the name, uh, because I don't want to, I unfortunately, I I don't want to embarrass the poor woman, but, uh, I will, no, no, it's, no, no. you stay away from, you stay away from our super This is a lady, this, how would she live? Embarrassed is not listening to this. Don't tell me you you make her listen to it. No, uh, yeah. Did Uh, you meet her at Rasslin? Did you meet her at (laughs) Rasslin? I did, in fact, meet her through wrestling. Uh, she was helping. She was helping out. Power bombs for everybody. Much and. Okay, what's her name? <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not giving no, her name over here. Is it like? I'll give, I'll give you guys her name off air. Does she have a wrestling name like Warrior, no, Warrior no, no, Princess? No, 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 no. She's no, no. She's not a wrestler. She's. She just started helping out, and this was when I was wrestling at that at. South at well, I'm not, I don't even going to say the name of that place because fuck those guys. But <laughs> when I, the the place I was the place I was first wrestling at, she came and helped out because she took her son to a show one night. Her son really loved it, so she wanted to get involved and help out. She's got a kid. Interesting. She's Pop-tool. got two kids. She's got two, two kids. Pop-tool. Pop-tool. And Papa oh, yeah. Kevin. She's, she's older than me. She's mid forties. Well, well, Kevin, I won't. I I won't. Papa Kevin. Yeah, I won't judge you chasing after older women. Yeah, older yeah, women are nice. Uh, He's nice. An older lady. Yes, I like. People, people said. People asked me today. They said you don't live very dangerously. I said I got a four month kid, a four month old, and I'm forty. That is the definition of living dangerously, punk. Anyway, so we're happy for you, Kevin, because everybody deserves love. Yeah. So uh, for Kev, for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.